Jets Audio Network. This is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by Ascension Via Christi, Big Corner Creative, Donlinger Construction, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Eck Agency, Keystone Solid Surfaces, Mel Hambledon Ford, and by Pepsi. edition to the Newman JetCast series. Jackson Schneider here with you as always in a special setting for a special show today. Like I mentioned, our 100th episode of the JetCast. And we are live at MIAA Basketball Media Day today. We'll talk to our women's basketball head coach, Amy Briggs, men's basketball head coach, RJ Allen. We've also got a few student athletes that will be joining us in Carissa Beck and Amaya Josie. So we'll talk with them, plus an an interview that I'm very excited about because it's a guy that I know really well and a guy that Newman fans also know very well. It's Blake Cripps, the former voice of the Jets who has spent 10 years in in this exact seat that I am in right now as as I, you know, secede him, I guess, uh, in this duty. But I get to sit down with him and and pick his brain about his time hosting this show and talking Jets basketball and other big sporting moments in his time uh, with with Newman University. So just a great show overall, plus a few other fun little sprinkles uh, mixed in there as well. So be sure to uh, stay locked in for the entirety of this special episode today. Again, the 100th edition of the Newman JetCast podcast as we are, like I mentioned, live from MIAA Basketball Media Day here in Kansas City, Missouri. We are deep inside the college basketball experience just next door to the T-Mobile Center in the Power and Light District. It is one of the coolest settings that I have ever been a part of for a Media Day uh, celebration as all the coaches have taken the podiums and the players have been interviewed at multiple times and, you know, just lots and lots going on. So it's been a ton of fun. Uh, But it marks the start to basketball season. We are exactly one month away from tip-off for both the Newman women and the Newman men's programs on the schedule as they, they all get set for action just 30 days from right now. So looking forward to the start of hoop season on the horizon as we celebrate it all here today. But there's still a lot going on in uh, the Newman Jets world right now. I mean, men's golf and men's soccer in action uh, Tuesday, which is the time of this recording. Uh, Everybody competing, but uh, men's soccer is getting ready to face off with Fort Hayes State. And uh, men's golf in action in St. Joseph, Missouri. Uh, Later on this week, the women's volleyball team, they'll be in action at Washburn on Thursday. And then they'll turn around on Saturday and be back in action at Emporia State. But then we've also got tennis on the calendar for Friday the 13th as the uh, tennis programs for the Jets looking for a little bit of luck on Friday the 13th as they head to the Davis Cup inter-squad alumni match here in Wichita like it it's going to be fun to celebrate get a little action against some alumni have some fun uh, play against each other 
and get things set up for the rest of the tennis season. Then also on Friday afternoon, the women's soccer team will be at Northwest Missouri State. And on Saturday again as well, men's soccer back in action as they will be on the road at Southern Nazarene. So a busy, busy week of Newman Jets athletics as if basketball media day wasn't enough. We've got plenty to get into uh, today and a lot to preview. Uh, but this is going to be a pretty basketball-centric 100th episode just because of the setting. We're going to talk a lot of hoops, preview the season, get to know some student-athletes like I mentioned before, and just have some fun here from Kansas City. So buckle up and uh, get ready to listen. It is going to be a fun, fun show. We'll start it off next with our women's basketball head coach, Amy Briggs. She is up next. You're listening to the Newman JetCast here on the Newman Jets Audio Network. From the moment you walk through the doors at Ascension Via Christi, you'll hear the sounds of hope, health, and strength. Because Ascension Via Christi is more than just hospitals, ERs, and clinics. Ascension Via Christi teams start by understanding you, your health, and your life to deliver the care that's right for you. Connected to a national network of care and the expertise of a wide range of doctors and specialists. Ascension Via Christi in Wichita. Listening to you, caring for you. Find a doctor online at healthcare.ascension.org. Welcome back into the JetCast for the 100th episode of our Newman Jets Athletics podcast. And we are live today from MIAA Basketball Media Day in Kansas City, Missouri, inside of the college basketball experience. And we're joined now by head women's basketball coach Amy Briggs. Coach, welcome on to the show. Welcome to MIAA Media Day. It's kind of a, a wild ride this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited to be here. Um, This is a great event, and for me to be a part of it is definitely a blessing. And just to be on the 100th episode, I think that's pretty cool, too. Oh, it's it's exciting. I can't take credit for all 100. I think this is three or four for me. Right. So just riding the coattails of the great Blake Cripps, who we'll talk to on the show as well. But, Coach, with this being kind of like the ceremonious start to basketball season, where are you at in terms of like excitement, anxiety, nervousness, all that fun stuff that comes with a new season? Yeah, I think there's a combination of all three, and they're all three good. You know, you're excited just to see where the team is. Mm-hmm. You're a little nervous at the same time, like, oh my gosh, where are we going to be at? Um, and you're anxious just to get started, and we have some scrimmages later in the month, which I think will be really, really good for us to kind of get another better gauge of kind of where we are. You know, you start to play against each other every day, so it's nice to be able to play against something or someone different and kind of have that challenge. Well, you you take over here at Newman at a great time. I mean, it's a program that was here in Kansas City for the MIAA tournament last spring, and you've got a lot of good pieces to build around. What has the experience been like in kind of hitting the ground running, getting to know the girls, and, and kind of setting forward the, the success that you want to have this, this winter and into the spring? Yeah, I mean, got the job, and it was right away, you know, on the call with the players, um, just starting to get to know them and establish those relationships. And, you know, it's just amazing how far we've gotten, and we talk about that every day. Is It's just a slow process to kind of get to where we want to be. And so where we are now is not where we were in August. Um, And also it's a lot of new people on the team and them building those connections with each other as well um, has been a process. But we've been progressing really well um, every day. And, you know, we show show a little bit of good every day. So we're just continuing to try to build on those small moments. Now you 
have a lot of pieces returning. Maybe uh, it's been an interesting mix of, of new faces to the program and I guess new to you as well mm -hmm. with you being new, but you've got some great pieces to start with, right? Carissa Beck and Amaya Josie have both been big pieces that you've, I think, been wanting to build around heading into year one. What do each of those ladies bring to the table and kind of how do, what's your vision for what they do this, this season? Mm -hmm. um, both of them bring leadership um, and learning in those leadership. And, you know, I started right away giving them some leadership opportunities um, just continue to get their voice out there. Um, with Carissa, obviously, she's an extremely hard worker. You don't shoot as well as you do um, if you don't get in the gym. Mm -hmm. So people see even her getting into the gym and getting up extra shots. I think that shows a lot. So a lot of her work ethic uh, definitely establishes a lot of respect, and everyone understands what she's done in her college career so far. And so they've been able to see, okay, you know, Chris is doing this, I need to do this. Um, and she's done a great job of buying into me um, and my system. And so, you know, having her there um, has been just, just great. Um, Vision-wise, you know, I want her to be one of the top shooters um, in the conference. Um, also, NCAA-wise, I think she can crack in there if she gets up enough shots. And I think the way that we're going to play um, and just my background on coaching really good shooters, I think is a very good relationship that we have um, moving forward to build that and getting her looks and getting her shots because if she gets the shot, she's probably going to make it just from all the work she's put in. Um, and so I just want her to have a great year. She came back for her fifth year. Um, you know, she didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. She could have been done with basketball. She wanted to give it another go, you know, trust a new coach. And um, I think that says a lot about her and just her love of Newman. You know, she wants to be at Newman. She wants to play for Newman. Um, she wants to get her degree there. And just having someone in the program that, that values that and just goes along with your vision, I think is going to help my vision to get her to where she wants to be. Um, and then Amaya Josie, she has so many tools in her game. I think she can be a really big impact player, have some really big games. And for her, it's just about confidence and belief. And so me coming in and really establishing that belief in her and that confidence her and her teammates, um, giving her that confidence as well, um, I think is really huge. And so she just has um, different levels of her game that she can get to. And I think people see it on the court. Um, she's not as vocal as Carissa is, but she does it in a different way. And I think that just speaks volume to her. And like I said, they're both really hard workers and, you know, they want this last year to, to be the best. They want to establish something. They want to leave a place better than they found it. And um, when you have two people that want to do that, they're going to give everything. Again, we're joined by head women's basketball coach Amy Briggs here on the JetCast. And, Coach, uh, lots going on here today. I mean, it's a cool environment, and, and you get to reunite with all the coaches and athletes from across this, this MIAA conference. I'm curious, like, you, you've had experiences in the league before. Do you have any good relationships with coaches? I think you talked to uh, the Washburn coach I saw just a minute ago, but mm -hmm. what has the reception been like from these other coaches with you being kind of one of the new fish in the pond? Yeah, um, Laura Wesleyan for Washburn actually coached me one year at Truman State. Oh, wow. She was my assistant coach for one year, um, and then she left for a head coaching job. So I've had that relationship 
with her forever. I mean, she helped recruit me. She knows me as a person, and obviously she knew me as a, as a player as well. So I've always, um, you know, reached out to her along my coaching journey, and she's someone that I respect a lot. Um, she's going to be a big help for me as she was a first-year head coach in the conference last year, mm -hmm. going into her second season. So someone that, you know, can give me some advice along the way and how that first year kind of goes. And um, I, that's going to be a big resource for me. Um, and then the other coaches, I we played Missouri Western last year when I was at Truman State. Um, and then just recruiting-wise, I would go against them, recruiting kids to Truman, to MIAA schools. And... Um, so they kind of know me around, you know, being on the recruiting trail and, you know, having those conversations. That's exciting. Well, Coach, you know what else is exciting, though? I realized I pulled up the schedule to make sure the dates were right. But November 10th is the season opener, which at the time of this recording is exactly one month away. So it's going to mm -hmm. be a sprint to the start of the season. But how excited are you to be one month away? And with that, like, what's the big thing that we got to work on before we're ready for, for the first day? Yeah, um, super excited. I mean, it, it's fun to be like, okay, it's a month away, and I know it's going to fly by at the same time. So um, biggest thing is just continuing to feel comfortable with them playing with each other since it is a new group. Obviously, it's a new system, and people understand, okay, this is where my spots are going to be offensively. And then defensively, uh, just continuing to have that um, – connectiveness on the defensive end of knowing how people move so the big thing is just getting comfortable with each other yeah. um, just within the stuff that we've learned and sprinkled in so far and obviously there's more things to learn but I think the biggest thing is just getting comfortable in what we're doing so well with that just I mean for my sake for for fans listening who want to get to know you and, and what to expect this winter what is the identity? What do you want this program to look like on the floor? What, what's kind of the, the philosophies that you'll utilize? So we're going to play play fast, play in transition, get up the court. Um, we basically will play four guards, one through four, can all dribble, pass, shoot. Anyone can get the rebound and push it. Um, obviously, we want get, to get easy twos, but we're okay with shooting the three ball mm -hmm. as well. Um, we have several players that shoot it, shoot it really well, um, and I think you know that's really important to get that pace up and play at a fast pace. Um, we're going to play hard. You know, we're a team that wants to play with a lot of energy and play hard, um, and so that's going to be very important for us on both ends. Um, and then defensively, you know, we want to limit people to one shot. That's mm -hmm. really important to us, our identity. We want to be a good rebounding team. We're not always going to be the tallest team out there, but um, just with our hard work and our energy and our urgency to pursue the ball uh, is only going to help our transition offense on the other end. Um, and obviously when we're in the half court and set, we didn't get our transition. Um, just really moving the ball, um, a four out, one in, utilizing ball screens, utilizing space. Okay. Um, because we have a lot of guards, um, finding gaps, getting into the paint, driving kicks. Um, it's a fun style to watch too, yeah. fun style to play, to be able to get up and down. And we play more of a read and react um, type offense, so they get to read the defense. So there's not really a lot of mistakes you can make as long as you're playing hard um, and kind of getting to spots and reading your teammates where it comes back. That's where we're getting comfortable with each other. 
Awesome. Well, Coach Briggs, you're firing me up. I'm so excited for <laughs> the start of the season. Thank you for visiting with us today here at MIAA Media Day and uh, look forward to bugging you again soon as the season approaches. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait. Don Linger Construction is currently hiring qualified CDLA truck drivers, heavy equipment operators, and heavy civil concrete carpenters for projects in and around the Wichita metro area. Don Linger Construction is employee-owned and offers competitive weekly pay and benefits. Quick start your new career and apply online at donlinger.biz. That's D-O-N-D-L-I-N-G-E-R dot B-I-Z. Don Linger Construction is an EEO-compliant employer. Veterans, women, and minorities encouraged to apply. Welcome back to the 100th edition of the JetCast here on the Newman Jets Audio Network. Jackson Schneider, pleased to be joined by Amaya Josie from the Newman Women's Basketball Program here at MIAA Media Day. Amaya, it's a lot going on here today. It's kind of oh, crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so let's start with that. I mean, you come into an environment like this for the first time. You get a headset thrown on you. There's all this, these other <laughs> athletes and coaches like Take me through what this experience has been like for you today. It's been an experience. Like right when we walked in, all the walls are decorated. It looks nice inside. A lot of games downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, I'm happy to be here right now. Well, this is, is kind of the like the ceremonial start to basketball mm -hmm. season. I know you guys have been working in the gym for, for a little while now. Oh, yeah. But when you see events like this and you see all these other teams here and the other coaches, like does it kind of get your juices flowing? Like, oh, yeah. You're ready to go? Going. I'm ready to play. My competitiveness is already starting. <laughs> Well, I, I love to hear that, and I know our fans that are listening like to as well because you guys had a very successful season last year. You yeah. get back here to Kansas City for the first time as an MIAA uh, member. So how do you build off of what you guys did last season? I know it's a little different with a new coach and some new players in the locker room, but as a you know one of the holdovers from that group that was so successful, how do you carry this thing forward? Um, I'm just glad I had one year in the MIA already. So... With a lot of new people, they're expecting already to learn something new, so it's easy to like, teach them, show them how the MIA kind of is, too, when we're practicing, and they can adjust sooner, too. Yeah, it's, it's a tough league. You go oh, up yeah. against a lot of really good competition oh, in yeah. this conference, and, and that certainly takes, takes a little bit of a learning curve, I'm sure. But yeah. uh, as an athlete that's been through it already once, like, what was maybe the biggest takeaway that you had from this conference and, and the competition that you faced? Um... No off days. <laughs> in JUCO, you were able to get three or four off days over the week, whatever. But here, you got to get in the gym, shoot, work on all the things you need to work on because everybody else is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, certainly a lot of folks hoping to be successful in this room today. But uh, with you, I mean, there have to be no days off anyways, right? Like yeah. you're, you're an athlete, you're an, a nursing major, mm -hmm. which takes a lot out of you academically yeah. as well. So tell me how you balance the, the academic side, the athletic side, because that's, that's a challenging major to juggle with being a student athlete. Oh, yeah, it's hard for sure. Not a lot of places offer you to do both of them, but I just kind of schedule my day in the morning, and that helps me balance everything because every hour I'm probably doing something until I go to sleep. <laughs> so just scheduling it out, making sure I keep myself accountable and disciplined. Well, that's, I'm glad you mentioned sleep because that seems like oh, yeah. the most important thing <laughs> when you're, you're dealing with all of that and then yeah. doing a great job in that. But uh, on the basketball side of things, you know, with Coach Briggs, what's maybe the, the biggest thing you've learned about her and about what she kind of wants this program to mold into so far? 
Um, I think she's really big on relationships and with her getting a relationship with us and like pushing that, causing like us to all have a relationship with each other, it's helped on the court. You could tell there's a big difference. Like she says, film never lies from the first <laughs> practice to now. You can already tell relationships has a big effect on how we played so far. Oh, I love it. You know, yeah. relationships get you a lot of places in life, not just, you know, team building, yeah. but uh, helps you know, like I'm not to age myself, but I'm getting older. <laughs> But relationships that I built in high school and college, it's it's very helpful in, in, you know, when you hit hard times in life, certainly. So it's yeah. nice to have a coach that wants to build that relationship with you beyond the sport of basketball, I'm yeah. sure. But you've got a teammate with you here today is Carissa. We're going to talk to her in just a little bit. What can you tell me about her? I am so glad she came back to play with me. <laughs> um, last season was a little hard for me, and she kept me going. She kept pushing me, and so I'm glad she's here this year with it also being my last year pushing me and the other people on the team as well with me. Well, you, you mentioned you know the last ride, right? Like yep, that's last ride One together. chance to, to go and, and go out on top. What's the big goal for this year? Just to get better, yeah. Compete and get better. I like it. Anything in spe specific for you in your game that you got to improve on the most? Everything. Everything. Keep working on everything. <laughs> that's, hey, that's a good answer. When Coach yeah. listens, she hears that, she's going to know. Oh, yeah. But uh, I no love lie, it. No cap. I'm so excited <laughs> to see you guys in action. It's, yeah. it's one month exactly from today that you guys are going to be exciting. tipping it off. So it's very exciting. But, Amaya, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you. Hey boss, the backhoe was stolen from the valley job. Great. And our computers were hacked last night and they got some of our clients information. Seriously? And your wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah, uh, what am I going to do? I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit eckagency.com. Welcome back to the Newman Jetcast. 100 episodes here on the Newman Jets Audio Network, celebrating today live from MIAA Basketball Media Day. I'm Jackson Schneider, joined now by Newman guard Carissa Beck. And Carissa, we just talked to Amaya, your teammate. She's, she had some nice things to say about <laughs> you. I don't know if you got to hear, but she, she spoke very highly of you. Yeah. So let's first question for you. Tell me a little bit about Amaya. Um, I am really excited to have her back as well. I know that as a team and individually, there were a lot of trials and tribulations last year. And so just coming back with a fresh face and ready for a new year, I think is really great. She's really strong for that. Um, I think that it's just nice to have someone to relate to sometimes on the team, someone cl a little close to my age. I'm a little <laughs> old over here. <laughs> um, but And then also having a nursing major, we it's really nice to be able to kind of feel like I help her in some type of way through that program so and she helps me she helps me be a better teacher so love it well you guys certainly are a lot smarter than i am because <laughs> it takes a lot of brains to be in the nursing major i Oof. mean with me i just get to throw on a microphone and be a, an idiot sometimes <laughs> but we're having fun here today and talking a lot of basketball yeah. obviously with the start of the season being right around the corner take me through kind of what this experience here in kansas city has been like for you today um, I w had the opportunity to come last year as well. Mm -hmm. So that was my first time really seeing this building. I, it is a really cool building. I had never seen it and it doesn't disappoint. Um, 
I think the experience here is really cool to kind of see the faces of everyone. It's like, okay, the season's really getting started. You get to see the faces of some of the players you might want to see and maybe not want to see sometimes, <laughs> but it's it's exciting feeling. I think just coming here, it really feels like, okay, the ball's starting to roll. Yeah. Here we go. Well, you guys have been working in the gym the last few weeks, I think, and kind of getting started, but we're at the, the one-month mark mm -hmm. from today. You guys get to tip off down in Arkansas to start the season, but it's an interesting year. I mean, you get a new head coach yeah. and a little bit of changeover with the, the rest of your teammates as well. So tell me kind of how that change and, and adjustment has gone for you. I think it's just how, is all, how it always is. If you play sports, you know, you get coaching changes all the time. So just adjusting to it as you would. Um, it's obviously a process in the team development area always. I think it's honestly nice. We got a new coach and a bunch of new faces, so everyone kind of got to get on the same page at the same time. It wasn't like everyone coming in from multiple different backgrounds or different college coaching experiences, which was mm -hmm. actually a smooth adjustment. But I think, you know, you have your ups and downs like every year, so just getting through those and... Yeah. Well, it's, it's certainly been fun to kind of watch you guys change and adjust. And it seems like the, the team building aspect hasn't missed any steps. It yeah. seems like you guys have all gotten to know each other really well. But how does that go over on the court when you've got so many new faces and you're kind of learning, okay, what one player might bring or might not do as well? And you got to kind of figure out how that all works together in this crazy puzzle that is a basketball team. How has that gone for you and getting to know your other teammates on the floor? I think it is huge seeing what your teammates do do best and what they do bring to the floor and knowing their weaknesses and being able to try and put your teammates in the best position possible, hoping they do the same for you. Um, and obviously, I think with a team like this, with a lot of young new faces, they're a little nervous. They come in and like their game is not how they probably usually have. It's a little yeah. more tense, a little more nervous. So seeing people's strengths and weaknesses took a little longer I think but now that everyone's kind of seeing what everyone brings who kind of has what role it's starting to come together a lot more I think well you you're going to be a crucial piece of this team not just with your on-court ability but with your your veteran leadership right you've been through this league you know what it's like you know the competition a little bit better than than a lot of these new faces might so how have you tried to prepare your teammates for the challenges of the MIAA I have just tried to come every day with that same intensity to practice, letting them know, okay, like this is how every game is. The mm -hmm. speed, this intensity, the loudness, the aggressiveness on defense, this is how it is every day in the MIAA. Or the foul that you just got mad at a teammate for, that's not getting called in the MIAA or <laughs> something like that. So just keeping them like as competitive as possible because that's something you can't lose in this conference at all. Ab absolutely. Now, I mean, this is your last ride, right? Like right. You, you come back for a fifth year. You didn't uh, have to do that, right? No, no. So, so tell me, you know, what went into that decision to, to come back for one more chance to, to play some basketball for Newman? I think as I was playing last year, I was expanding my game a little more in some ways, and I started to get sad about the fact that that might have been my last year, and I realized Thanks to COVID, I got a great opportunity to do it again. And so I just thought, why not play another year and try and expand my game and have no regrets? College basketball. It. No <laughs> regrets, absolutely. And a big opportunity for this year that lies ahead as you guys get started here very soon. So tell me, what's the big goal for you this season? 
Um, I feel like I have been working on expanding my game a lot, more than just being a three-point shooter. Um, obviously, that's not going to go anywhere, hopefully. But um, <laughs> just working on being able to bring some points at every point in the floor and then also just being a high-intensity defensive player. I've grown to weirdly love defense. <laughs> Might be my Juco coach, but who knows. Um, but uh, I, have, I just feel like... That is what wins games the older I've gotten. And that now I sound like every other coach ever. But, <laughs> I mean, it's true. And if you have a team that's invested in that, you're going to have a good outcome most of the time or a better outcome than you would. So I would just say my goal is to be more present on offense and defense everywhere Love and it. be a great leader to my teammates and make sure we go to that buzzer stops. <laughs> awesome. Well, Carissa, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to see you and Amaya on the floor here in less than a, a month now. And yeah. it's going to be a big, big year. I know it. I know. So, so thank you so much for previewing it with us. Well, thanks for having me. Let's face it, it's been a while since you updated your kitchen and bathroom. And while they fit your style when your house was built, styles change. Or maybe the space just isn't fitting your current needs. That's where Keystone Solid Surfaces comes in. Keystone is the premier fabricator and installer of quartz, granite, and solid surfaces in Kansas. And with their huge brand new showroom at 1655 North Wabash in Wichita, providing the perfect inspiration, the possibilities are truly endless. That's why when it's time for an upgrade, the key is Keystone. KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com or find great specials on Facebook. Book. Welcome back to the JetCast podcast, the 100th episode, as we are live from MIAA Basketball Media Day today, and so we're bringing on a special guest, 100 episodes, and 97 of them, I think, with this guy that's joining me now, it's Blake Cripps, who is now traded in his navy and red for some black and gold of Emporia State. And I got to say, it's it's a little weird to see you in different colors, Blake, oh. but it looks like you're thriving with ESU. Well, it it's uh, thanks for having me on, first of all. It, it is different. You know, I just was talking to Carissa Beck and Amaya Josie and seeing them. And, uh, you know, it, it it is still weird. And as I saw Coach Allen, he's like, yeah, I like it a little bit better in Navy. I was like, oh, I, I know, it's it's different. And, uh, y you know, it, it's just one of those things. It's change and it's different. And it's going to be difficult in a lot of ways and a lot of different things. And um, still, I, I miss Wichita. I miss Wichita right now. I'll probably always miss, miss Wichita. I love Wichita. Um, but the, the people in Emporia State have been – uh, really good to me. The people at Newman were great to me. I feel really fortunate to have had such a family atmosphere at, at Newman for a long amount of time, and, and they were they were absolutely fantastic to me. And uh, the people at Emporia State have been have been great as well, coaches and players. So um, it's a blessing to be able to be treated well in in, in two different places. Well, absolutely. Well, with this being the 100th episode, like I said, we had to bring you on because. If there is anybody who can fully encapsulate, you know, 100 episodes yeah. of, of the JetCast, it's you because you've been there from the jump, you know, and, and you've seen the, the growth of Newman Jets Athletics and, and them coming into the MIAA and the growth that has yeah. come with that. So tell me, you know, from your start with the Newman Jets as the broadcaster to now where you're at, like where night and day, right? Where, where's Newman at? Well, it's a, it is a lot different. Um, you know, you're in a league now where you're playing your in-state peers. And, yeah. and you know, I remember back in, you know, I, my first year covering the team was 2012, 2013. Mm -hmm. 
uh, when I was the backup behind Chris Allison. Then he, you know, goes off to Charlotte to, you know, do ESPN radio in Charlotte, um, which, you know, was fantastic for him. And I was able to acquire this responsibility uh, the next season. And I remember how big those games were for our fans. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, everybody hears about all the MIAA and uh, such a big deal, big conference, best conference, all that. And, you know, when you're on the outside looking in, you're like, oh, it's not that good. And these guys are always, you know, it's you, you, you want to poo-poo it a little bit and, and appropriately so. But at the same time, you know, now that you're in it, you kind of yeah. understand what the deal is. Um, but I do remember how big it was. I remember MI, uh, 2012. Uh, when Mark Potter was there, and they they won the mythical MIAA state championship, they beat Florida <laughs> State and Poria State, Washburn. You know, they they won all four games uh, as part of that team that made it to the NCAA tournament, and how big a deal that was, especially the win against number two Washburn at Fugate Gymnasium. I told Chris Allison at the time, I said, you know, because normally we had two spots, and I think I think. Newman was in between SIDs at that point. I told him, I said, hey, I need to be at this game. <laughs> and so it was me and Bernie and him uh, doing the game. And, it, you know, obviously it was a fantastic day for the Jets. Yeah. They won the game. It was, it was a, a glorious day for the Navy in red. But, uh, yeah, things, things have changed. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, Coach Allen and me, I guess Cam, Cam is still there, but uh, there's not a lot of people left that remember the bus rides to Laredo. Uh, oh, boy. You know, that that's <laughs> not a thing. Maybe Mac, but Mac was there. I don't remember if Mac was there during, I think Mac was there during the Heartland Conference times. You may ask Mac, it's not Michaela Mack. Uh, about that she she might remember but yeah not a whole lot of people that remember the old heartland conference road trips anymore <laughs> well fortunately it's the the road trips have gotten a little bit smaller yes a little shorter into to some fun places mixed in across this state and a few of the neighboring ones but i mean we're here let's talk some basketball i mean yeah. you, nobody knows Newman Jets basketball, especially after last season, like you. You were there for both of those seasons as the men continue to grow and, and the women make it here to Kansas City for the MIAA tournament for the first time. So take me through kind of what you saw on the Newman Jets side for basketball last season. Well, it was such a year of growth for the women, and you had a lot of the same characters, but you did have some very important pieces that came mm -hmm. in. Uh, with Grimshaw and and obviously Maddie Spagnola, um, who played you know just one year, but was a critical part of the team making it. You saw Carissa Beck take yet another step up several of the Newman record books and a chance to be you know the greatest three-point shooter in school history this year depending on how that goes. Um, and Amaya Josie, obviously you know last year. You got the feeling the year before of Brittany Ho and what she can mm -hmm. bring to the table. And then last year, obviously, she became this, you know, superstar, yeah. um, you know, relatively speaking to, to Newman and was such a big part of that success. And, you know, you hope that that would continue. But obviously things happen and there's gonna, a coaching change happens. And so um, how will the ladies who were back because Carissa Beck you know she remembers and Amaya Josie and the the other returners are, are back uh, you had a couple of very very bright 
uh, Europeans with some bright futures in Redondo and uh, Valeria Liavkina that that played. You saw flashes of like, man, mm-hmm. these girls could be really good here in a couple of years. How do they get integrated in a new experience? I think that'll be the thing for you to kind of encapsulate and focus yeah. your storytelling on this year. And for the men, you know, gosh, I'm, I've talked with Coach Allen here uh, up here today and. There's, there is not a whole lot, and I know this because you look at the Newman men's records the last few years, and they haven't been good. But boy, a lot of those—you look at a lot of the box scores, yeah. and you'll all of a sudden you'll just look up. Oh, well, there's a single-digit loss and a single-digit loss and a one position, one possession loss, and uh, play Northwest Missouri State in 2020 on the road. They're in the top. 10 or 15, 5, whatever they were, and it's a tie ball game with uh, five minutes left at Northwest Missouri, and Bernie and I are doing the game on the monitor in Wichita. Between, and they're number one, I think Newman finishes 13th or 14th last year, and, you know, certainly between 4 and 12, there is not much difference. Yeah. You know, there and there's most of the other leagues that once you get below eight, you know, once you're outside the top four, there's a huge drop-off. And in the MIAA, you have these games every single night from one to 14. <laughs> if you show up and don't play your best basketball, and I think this is true on the women's side too, but especially on the men's side. I don't know why that is, but especially on the men's side. If you are not ready to play, you can lose to literally any team in this conference. Yeah. People thought that Lincoln was going to be absolutely terrible last year. Lincoln was Lincoln's coach should have been the coach of the year because mm-hmm. they they took such great steps and so that's always going to be I think the story on the men's side is just how good this league is from top to bottom and, and how it, it, they are slivers and fractions of fractions that that separate when you're looking at 6 7 8 9 10 11, 12, 13 in terms of those teams that are, you know, fighting right for those last yeah. spots into the MIAA tournament. Well, oh, oh my goodness. Like, the, you've just opened, like, we have, I only have so much time I can get to yeah, talk I know, to you. I know. Because I know you've got a lot of things to do, but I, you've just fired me up because this is going to be such an exciting year. And, I mean, you got good players back. I mean, you know, that's another guy. I mean, I'm assuming you brought up Stevie Strong here oh, yeah. that I haven't seen him, but, um, I mean, man, I. That, it, it eats at me not getting to call the rest of his career because, <laughs> you know, if, if he can stay healthy and stay, I mean, he is such a shot maker, such a gamer, just, and a guy who just does not care about the moment or anything. He is there to play. And, I mean, the you know, when there was the big um, injury last year and the game was delayed and, you know, I, I don't think I'd ever wanted a Newman team to win a game more than I wanted Newman to beat York last year. And here comes Stevie Strong down the far sideline with a teardrop at the buzzer, and it goes in, and the crowd <laughs> goes nuts. And it's just an NAIA game, but, I mean, such a, you know, a difficult moment. You know, you never expect to see a seizure on the court like that. But uh, Stevie Strong and and getting to see him develop I think will be a treat for you. And he's got a chance to put himself way up in the record oh, yeah. books. And you've got some exciting, you know, returners 
Uh, you know, Latik Murphy mm-hmm. had a great year last year. Sam Summerhalder had a great freshman campaign. I think the, the sky is the limit for him uh, in terms of what he can do for, for Newman basketball this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be fun to, to follow and see how things look out when I when I put together my, my Newman charts this year. Absolutely. Well, again, our guest is Blake Cripps, former voice of the Jets, now turning to be the voice of the Emporia State Hornets. But, Blake, before I let you go, the last question I have is, in all your time at Newman, is there any one game or one broadcast that you stick out to, like, the most as, like, this was – the game, my memory of my time at Newman. I think the the game that I'll remember most as doing Newman play-by-play will be the upset victory for the women over a top 25, I think they were 21st, Lubbock Christian. When Lubbock Christian was up, I want to say Lubbock Christian, and they went on to win the national championship that year, even though they went in as like the 20th ranked team or something. <laughs> um, and that was that was the 2000, the last year of the Heartland Conference. It would have been the 2019 season, I believe, or 2018. What, whatever the last year the Heartland was, they ended up winning the national championship. And uh, Newman had a had a good team that year. That was Bria a great senior year and mm-hmm. uh, the all-time leading scorer. A lot of good, lot of good players on that team. And uh, Caitlin Potter is on that team, and she she's way up there as well. Um, Faith Mason Vestal and some I could name players for like for another 15 minutes, but <laughs> um, you know it it is it's a double digit deficit with like less than three minutes left, and all of a sudden Newman just starts and they just start coming back and a shot gets made and a shot gets made and then Potter hits a shot, um, you know for, I don't remember if it was from Caitlin Potter range, but she hits a shot ball game gets tied and Fugate Gymnasium is going absolutely crazy <laughs> and uh, Newman ends up pulling out the victory and I uh, think that that cemented second place you know Lubbock Christian had such great teams they still do have a great program but um, that that win is probably the one that stands out in my mind in terms of of basketball there are other great great matches and great games and, and baseball games over the year and I'll, I'll never forget the walk-off cycle last <laughs> year in baseball but uh, but that's that's probably the one the one game that I'll always remember will be that that Newman comeback victory at home over a top 25 Lubbock Christian team. Love it. Well, Blake, thank you so much for taking some time out of this busy, oh, exciting sure. day to, to talk some Newman Jets with us and celebrate 100 episodes. Again, you had your hand in, on 97 <laughs> of them and probably well, a 98 lot. 98 now, so yeah, 98, I'm on this there one. There you so. go. But uh, we really appreciate it, and we, we wish for nothing but success for well, you and your, your your Hornets, except for maybe, oh, once or twice a year. Sure, of say. course. I, you know, uh, I, I I told Carissa and, and Amaya this. I hope you guys finish second. <laughs> and I told Coach Allen this as well. Nothing would give me more pleasure than to be there on Saturday at the MIAA tournament and be calling Hornets versus Jets. Now, I hope the Hornets <laughs> win in that game, but – um, you know, I, 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 you know, from everybody, Zach Brake and Joe and Icer and uh, Bianca there at Information Services. And, you know, there's so many people there at Newman that treated me so incredibly well over, you know, the, the decade plus that I was able to spend in Wichita. And, and I, I couldn't be more thankful for them and grateful for the relationships that that I'll, that I'll still have and that I still have. And I'm, I can't wait to see them back there and Joe and Mo and, and you know, so many people in the athletic department. Um, you know, I, I think I've said it before, but, you know, in audio form, just, you know, thank you 
thank you so much for for everything that you that you've that you've helped me with and 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 you know i i hope that i'm adequately expressing how much you mean to me and so thank you absolutely well blake thank you you're for, welcome for everything you, you set me up pretty dang nicely you did so well for so long that this job you've is definitely just got cushy, you, you know? definitely got a lot better handle on the basketball <laughs> records than i had that's for sure all right well blake again thank you so much we'll talk to you again soon thank you sir life it throws you curves and it knocks you down but what separates the good from the great is the getting back up newman university will always get back up we are a university of doers of innovators of transformers we inspire as we soar to new heights we will not be beaten we will not settle for anything less than the best we are newman university Welcome back here to In the Zone on Sports Radio 1150 KSAL 106.7 FM. Jackson Schneider here live at MIAA Basketball Media Day in Kansas City. And special guest joining us now, Mr. Mike Racy, the commissioner of the MIAA. And, I mean, this is a, a heck of an event. It's my first time here, Mike. I thank you for having me, first of all, the privilege of being here, but then also thank you for joining us and giving us some time during this busy day for you. No, it's a great, this is a celebration of basketball. I like to I like to tell our coaches that that's why we do this. That's why we have media day for our men's and women's basketball coaches. It gives us a chance to, to come together in Kansas City and to really celebrate the MIAA, celebrate our great basketball programs. But you know, um, to be in a building like this that, you know, um, really honors college basketball, mm-hmm. um, the Hall of Fame, uh, you know, it's a, certainly a journey when you come to the college basketball experience to really see how the game evolved and all of those uh, wonderful people that helped pave the way. And, and, um, and this is just a great place for us to be to kick off or tip off uh, the college basketball season. Uh, and uh, I know our student athletes and coaches love it. I think we've been, I think this is year six or year seven that we've been doing this. And uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a great day for the MIAA and for college basketball. Absolutely. And it's, it's kind of perfect that you you tip it off here because everything will end here in Kansas City in a few short months as well so uh, kind of fun to keep it all focused obviously here here in Kansas City and with the MIAA offices just yeah. across town as well that's right yeah this is our headquarters we're uh, we're down in the West Bottoms at what what used to be Kemper Arena mm-hmm. it's now Hy-Vee Arena we have a suite there but you're right um, you know to to tip off the season downtown kansas city at the college basketball experience and then in march you know to really be the beginning of march madness in kansas city with the miaa basketball tournament at municipal auditorium it it does it is kind of great bookends uh, for the college basketball season and i i think our student athletes appreciate that they're you know they're wandering around and taking taking in everything that the college basketball experience has to offer. I know their coaches have been telling them, hey, we want to be back here in March, you yeah. know, uh, and, and have a chance to cut down the nets. But, um, yeah, Kansas City's a special college basketball town, and it's a great place for the MIAA to call home. Well, absolutely. And this has been, you know, the pre- one of the premier conferences in all of college athletics, not just for basketball, but really for all athletics for quite some time now. But I feel like an event like this kind of, 
showcases that and, and allows you to put uh, all, all of your high-level institutions and athletes on, on kind of, you know, a pedestal, so to speak, to give people a chance to see them. But for you to be kind of at the forefront of making all of this happen and helping the MIAA to get to where it is in terms of its, its spot in the pecking order of other conferences, especially in Division Two. What does it mean for you to be able to have an event like this and to, to have it, you know, be kind of second to none? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, that's that's really what we try to do in our office is we we try to be the best. We're very competitive. Um, I've got a very, very competitive staff that likes to do things well and to do it better than anyone else. And I, I think we do that. And, you know, we have a number of coaches that have some experience uh, either playing or coaching at the D1 level. They've been to a lot of um, Division One events. They've been to a lot of Division One tournaments. And I hear, I hear them, you know, they tell me this. I hear them talk about it in public a lot that, you know, the MIAA does it better than a lot of Division One conferences. Yeah. And that, that, that makes me feel good. You know, when I think about what we're trying to do in the MIAA and and who we're trying to compete with, I, I don't measure our basketball tournament or media day. How, you know, how does it compare with other Division Two conferences? I want to know what the Missouri Valley's doing. Yeah. I want to know what the Big Sky Conference does. I want to know what the Southland Conference does. Those are Division One conferences, but I, I want to try to be. You know, we don't have the resources they do. We don't have the size staff they do but we want to try and emulate them we want to try and and elevate the experience that we're creating for coaches and student athletes in the miaa and be the best and yeah i think an event like this allows us to showcase that a little bit certainly and again it's a, a celebration of the sport of basketball and that's kind of been a pretty proud sticking point for the MIAA. I mean, I've been reading it because I'm still kind of new in mm-hmm. my coverage of this conference, but a national champion in five of the last uh, six NCAA division championships and last year being the first year since 2013 that there wasn't an MIAA school representing the league in the Elite Eight. So this is a pretty proud basketball conference. So tell me what what fans need to know about you know the MIAA and MIAA basketball especially. Well, I, I just... The, the conference in general, you know, it, it's one of the oldest conferences in the United States. It mm-hmm. dates back to 1912, and I, I think there are only three or four conferences that are older than the MIAA, the, the Ivy League, the Missouri Valley Conference, I think the Big Ten. I think those conferences are, are older than the MIAA, but we're right there. And we've got, you know, we've got two member schools that have been with the MIAA since the beginning since 1912 that that would be central missouri and northwest missouri state you know a lot of a lot of fans that uh are are in the central kansas area they you know they recognize the name fog allen mm-hmm. and they connect him to ku obviously and allen Fieldhouse and a, a legendary coach at at ku well fog allen got his start in the miaa he was actually the the first coach uh, when he was at the University of Central Missouri, wasn't called that at the time, uh, but uh, at, at the University of Central Missouri in, in Warrensburg, Fog Allen coached both football and basketball, and uh, he was the first coach in the MIAA with a win conference championships in both sports. So wow. we have a very rich history, um, but we don't sit on that. You know, we've won 54 NCAA team championships in the last. 40 years wow. I think uh, I think 18 of those since I became commissioner in 2017 
So we've had a lot of recent success. The success that the MIAA has, it's not just one school that's great in everything. It's, you know, um, we've got schools that are competing for national championships in almost every sport they sponsor. And it's just a real fun conference to be a part of that has that kind of history and that kind of success. Absolutely. Again, our guest is Mike Racy. He's the commissioner of the Mid-America Intercollegiate Athletic Association. And Mike, uh, you talk about the, the success that this conference has. Let's talk about the growth because yeah. you've added some new institutions the last couple of years. You're adding another in Arkansas Fort Smith in, in the near future as well. Mm -hmm. so tell me the vision for this league as, it, as the landscape continues to expand. Well, unlike growth in Division One, that seems to be okay from coast to coast. You know, there's, <laughs> just, there's really no geographical boundaries at the Division One level. We, we still have those in Division mm -hmm. Two, so we you, you have to – you have to build a conference, sustain a conference, and then expand a conference that still makes good geographic sense. And and we like to kind of work our way out from Kansas City. And, you know, right now we've got schools in four, in four states, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri. We're adding a school in Arkansas. As you said, our presidents want to continue to grow the conference. We need to continue to get bigger. And, and we're going to do that with either schools that are currently in Division Two, or maybe schools that are in Division One, and realize they're just spending too much money mm -hmm. and they need to, to do something different. But, you know, the, the, there's a limit on how many schools are kind of in that geographic, current geographic yeah. foot, footprint. So as a conference, we have to have discussions about, you know, do we grow into different states? Do we add another state um, like we've done with Arkansas? And we're not we're not there yet. We're still working through those scenarios and, and uh, you know, analyzing kind of where we're at and, um, and kind of what's happening in the NCAA. But there's certainly a mentality in the MIAA that bigger is better and that we want to play offense. We want to, we want yeah. to be progressive. We want to grow. And, um, and that may mean that at some point the MIAA needs to be in divisions, mm -hmm. you know, a North, a North division and a South division in football or an East division, West division in basketball. Those are the types of things we're trying to work through. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we'll be a little patient as we figure out how we want to expand and who we want to expand with. But that's certainly part of the strategy. What, I guess, with the number now sitting at, at 15, obviously there, you mentioned you have some eyes on potentially growing even further. But when you look at a potential institution, what are maybe the characteristics that you, you look for that, that make them a good fit for this conference? Well, they have to add value to the conference. And, and through that, you know, we look at the sports that they sponsor. We look at the community that they're in. You know, for example, in, in adding Arkansas Fort Smith, you know, Fort Smith, Arkansas, in that northwest Arkansas corridor mm -hmm. is a very, a very growing area population-wise. Uh, the university's growing. Um, we have a number of uh, schools that have alumni um, and former students uh, in the in that northwest Arkansas area. We have a number of coaches, number of coaches that recruit in that area. So when we when we look at those types of things, those are things that really demonstrate value to the conference of why you would want to bring a school like that in. I think you know I think our uh, you know our membership in the MIAA predominantly. Um, uh, uh, regional public universities. Mm -hmm. uh, Newman, I think, is our only private 
um, school that we have. And I think um, we're, we're certainly looking at uh, schools that fit that profile of a regional public university mm-hmm. that would uh, that would provide alignment in mission and profile and purpose with our existing members. So those are all the things that, that get considered. But at the end of the day, it's got to be a win-win. It's got to yeah. be a win for the school, and it's, it's got to be a good thing for the conference as well. I love it. Well, again, Mike Racy is our guest, commissioner of the MIAA. And, Mike, uh, reason – Aside from you and your, your title and everything, another reason that I wanted to bring you on our show is your lineage. You know, yeah. you're, you're from our area and, and you've <laughs> gone on to do, you know, really great things with, with this conference and with some other stops in between. But you're an Abilene guy. So, yeah. so tell me a little bit about your background. Yeah, my mom still lives in Abilene. My my family, we moved to Abilene in 1978. My dad bought the uh, Chevrolet Oldsmobile Cadillac uh, dealership, car dealership, and in Abilene, I'd, I'd, uh, I was born in Lawrence and grew up in Lawrence, but we, we moved to Abilene right before the start of my high school uh, years, and uh, I'm the oldest of five, and me and, and my, uh, my siblings, we've all graduated from Abilene High School, and we're, we're proud, uh, proud to wear the orange and brown and uh, call ourselves uh, cowboys. And, um, but yeah, my mom still lives in town. My, um, uh, my sister uh, Kim is still there. Um, uh, many, many nieces and nephews that have have graduated from from Abilene High School and have, have played sports in Abilene. And um, and I went, you know, I stayed pretty close. I uh, went to uh, Washburn undergrad and law school in Kansas City and had a chance uh, out of law school to, to hook on with the NCAA. And that really kind of jump started my career in in uh, kind of sports law and, mm-hmm. and being a being an attorney and you know working for sports organizations and I've en- I enjoyed my NCAA work very much I was with them for almost 20 years and um, but my wife and I knew we wanted to get back uh, closer to Kansas City and closer to home and uh, so we moved back and uh, had a chance to to apply and be hired by the uh, by the MIAA as their commissioner in 2016, and have loved every minute of it. And I can I can now get back occasionally to to Abilene for uh, to watch one of my nephews uh, play uh, football or um, to uh, go to church with my mom. And so it's uh, it's the best of best of all worlds to be doing a job I love, be doing it in Kansas City, and be close to my my family absolutely well if you ever come back through be sure to stop in salina if you can we'll have a seat for you anytime absolutely mr racy thank you so much for the time today and thank you for allowing us the privilege of being here in kansas city with you you bet i've enjoyed it thank you all right again that is mike racy he is the commissioner of the mid-america intercollegiate athletic association the miaa here at miaa basketball media day live from the college basketball experience in kansas city missouri we'll take a time out and be back with more right after this you're listening to in the zone on sports radio 1150 ksal and 106.7 fm Hi, this is Marisa Compton, head coach of Newman Jets Flyball. Show your support for the Navy in Red by grabbing your officially licensed Newman Jets apparel at anyjetsgear.com. Your purchase directly supports Newman student-athletes. Choose from a wide variety of styles and colors featuring NU's official logos. 
Show your jet pride at Fugate Gymnasium, McCarthy Field, and all over Wichita with Newman Jets Apparel from NUJetsGear.com. That's NUJetsGear.com. Welcome back to the 100th edition of the JetCast podcast. Jackson Schneider with you today, live from MIAA Basketball Media Day. Pleased to be joined by head basketball coach R.J. Allen. And coach, uh, it's the official start to basketball season. I know you guys have been in the gym working for a while now, but uh, when you get to an environment like this, does it kind of get your juices flowing that it's it's almost time? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're... You can tell that uh, the season is near and, and just as any competitor and basketball coach and these basketball players, they're excited and they're ready to get going. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's close. It's close. It's a really exciting time for you and your group. You return all five starters, a lot of key contributors from a season ago where you guys took leaps and bounds forward. And, and I think uh, right now, the, the feeling between you and, and the program and the community surrounding Newman University is this is setting up to be a really exciting season. So take me through kind of these preparations you've been through since the start of practice with, with getting everybody back on, on the same page and ready for the year. Yeah, no, it is. We're, we're excited about the group and uh, the experience that we bring back. It's nice. And, and like I said before, we really haven't had this element since joining the MIAA. And so... Um, you know, it's priceless when you have a group that has been through the league and they understand the preparation and the amount of preparation and what that looks like and understand, uh, you know, just how tough the league is and the physicality and everything that goes into it. And, and being close to being really successful a year ago, um, you know, hopefully that is, uh, you know, just an element that we can use to our advantage to, to help bring our group together. But every day has just been preparing them for that um you know how to handle adversity and how to be resilient just elements we feel like since being in the league um uh, are necessities to be successful in this league now you, you mentioned really close to being really successful i mean eight losses i think is what it was by single digits which is in the game of basketball one two three possessions here and there so with a group that is returning so much and has been through the fire of the miwa like you mentioned how much has that proven to be a learning experience and what it takes to be successful and how to handle the adversity like you touched on? How big was last year for the growth of this group? Well, I think the, the thing that you have is, is proof now. Um, just the things that you preach as a coach, uh, just being solid and, and, and being tough and every possession matters and how to execute, uh, you have proof. You have proof. You have a group of guys that have actually lived the experience of being close and what may have you uh, just a, a missed assignment a blown assignment just uh, you know a lack of attention to detail in a moment that costs you basketball games and so um, when you have their attention and you have that proof uh, as a coach now you have to you have to take advantage of it and you have to teach and use that as learning experiences. And then once those guys can kind of connect those dots, uh, they can be the teachers uh, t to the new guys and try to get a group together that, that understands collectively uh, this, is, this is what it's going to take night in, night out. Now, we mentioned, you know, there's a lot of returning pieces, but there are some exciting 
new faces to the program as well. When you were up on the podium, you got asked a lot about Sean Yu and, and kind of what he brings to the table with the, his imposing seven-foot frame. And uh, there's a kid that I got to watch when in his time in high school, Kaysen Fisher-Brown, who's on the roster now. So there's some exciting young faces as a part of this program, but I'm curious how you've seen them kind of mold into the rest of the team and, and kind of your vision for how they fit with, with all these returners. Yeah, bo- both are tremendously talented. Um, basketball players uh Kaysen is a you know a first team all-state kid um in the state of Kansas and you know he has a the the best thing about Kaysen is just his mentality um he 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 doesn't back down uh from day one he's a freshman but he I don't think he knows he's a freshman (laughs) and so uh but that's what makes him good uh just that edge and that competitiveness that he brings to the table every day and so uh you know I think that's an element that helps our basketball team I know it's an element that helps our basketball team and then you know, Sean is another one that is just, he's extremely talented. Uh, we, we, we talk about his stature, uh, but the thing that has been impressive with him is just if for his size and stature, he's extremely mobile. Uh, he can move, he can slide his feet. Uh, yes, he's learning and adapting and adjusting to the physicality of the game, and, and, and that's to be expected. But, you know, he's talented, he's skilled. Um, you know, and, and again, the, he, he brings a great personality uh, day in, day out. So it's, it's been uh, a pleasure to be around him daily. Well, I'm excited to see him in action. And like I said, I got the pleasure uh, of seeing Kaysen in action in the AVCTL. I've been doing games in Salina, and I think they see him in nightmares still to this day. I remember specifically a game where he put up 37 points. So that should get Jet fans excited about the future of his scoring ability and what he'll add to the table. But you've got a couple of guys with you here today at at MIAA Media Day, Stevie Strong and Latik Murphy. Uh, Just tell me a little bit more about those guys and and what they bring to the table as individuals. Yeah, uh, you know, I'll start with Latik, just a a young man that – a JUCO transfer uh, now has been in our program for for an entire year is just leaps and bounds in, in every aspect of just being a human being, a student, a basketball player. You, you I've seen tremendous growth, which is exciting uh, as a coach. And so uh, he, he's a young man, like he's here today, and he's like, Coach, I understand what you mean. I, I understand what you mean exactly. I understand, um, you know, the professionalism in this league and, and, and what it looks like to carry yourself. And so to hear him say those comments, uh, you know, is, it does your heart good and he's a guy that's extremely talented uh he he can put the basketball in the hole um you know and and what we're continuing to work on him is just his his consistency uh being every day every day being the same guy every day not too high not too low but just taking that even approach and if he can do that uh he helps us tremendously and then stevie strong is a guy that's you know he's going in year three um in this league and and last year led the league in scoring uh average 18 a game and so, uh, you know, for him, just taking that next step, more of that leadership role for him uh, to help us get over the hump. But, you know, he, he's proven that he can be one of the top guards in this league, and, and, and we expect him to be right there again this year. Now, Coach, uh, it, with this being media day, there's coaches and athletes from 
everybody in the MIAA. I saw you talking with Coach Doty, I think, a few minutes ago from Emporia State. I'm curious, kind of, your your enjoyment, I guess, of days like today where you get to mix it up with the coaches and athletes from all around the league and, and kind of how much you, you enjoy getting to, to talk to some of these guys or maybe if it gets your, your competitive juices flowing a little too. Oh, no, it's good to see everyone's faces. Uh, you know, we are uh, in the season, uh, you know, we're all competitors and so mm-hmm. you don't you don't have the maybe as much pleasantries uh, before <laughs> games as you uh, personality would like to uh, but an event like today is an opportunity for for us to you know catch up and and uh, you know just talk and and uh, share some stories on some of our you know pleasures or challenges that we're having with our basketball team and and so uh, you know, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the event. I, I think they do a tremendous job in the organization and putting it on. And so it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's good to be here. It certainly is. And, Coach, uh, before I let you go and enjoy the rest of your day here in Kansas City, you know, we're a month away, I think almost exactly, from, from the season getting started. So this final sprint to tip off, what's the big thing you, you and your team need to focus on to make sure you're ready to go come game one? Um uh, you know, this is this is going to be a basketball team that is going to have to win games uh, with their toughness, um, and, and that's been the kind of the you know the focal point, um, and, and that comes in a variety of different ways. And it's not necessarily uh, you know we don't view it as a uh, element, and when you're you know just gritting your teeth or, or flexing it it's 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 your mental toughness it's your approach it's it's being consistent it's it's um you know doing your job i think those are all elements of toughness uh that that we are expressing and that we are demanding from our guys every single day and so uh, we believe that if we can do that consistently and we be the tougher team night in night out with our execution and just how hard we play and our connectivity uh being connected as a group i think we'll have an opportunity to be in games night in and night out and in this league like that's 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 what you're shooting for Mm -hmm. that's what you're shooting for to be you know, right there um, at the end. And then, you know, we're all looking for a play, a possession, like you said earlier, just a possession here or there. And if you can put yourself in that situation, um, you know, hopefully a year later we can we can make those plays and, and have some success. Awesome. Well, Coach Allen, thank you so much for joining me here today. A hundredth episode of the oh, Jetcast. Wow. Yeah. We've got hopefully a hundred <laughs> more where I get to start bugging you all the time oh, once no. we get closer to season. No, but thank you again. You. I appreciate you. So have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. From the moment you walk through the doors at Ascension Via Christi, you'll hear the sounds of hope, health, and strength. Because Ascension Via Christi is more than just hospitals, ERs, and clinics. Ascension Via Christi teams start by understanding you, your health, and your life to deliver the care that's right for you. Connected to a national network of care and the expertise of a wide range of doctors and specialists. Ascension Via Christi in Wichita. Listening to you, caring for you. Find a doctor online at healthcare.ascension.org.